I'm Chris Ronzio. Welcome to Organize Chaos. Cash is king. Maybe you've heard that, or maybe you've heard cash rules everything around me. <laughs> Whatever the quote is, you know cash is the lifeblood of your business. And in this industry, in this market that we're in right now, heading into a recession, cash flow is very important. So I wanted to take a couple minutes and just brainstorm with you on some ideas for how you can save money in your business when you're short on cash, how you can improve the cash flow cycles in your business, because that can be the difference between life and death for a lot of our businesses. And it's something that you can act early on to really get ahead of. So let me just tell you a couple stories from my experience, and we'll talk about some ideas for how you can improve the cash flow in your company. So first, when I was running my first company, we were shipping thousands of DVDs all around the world. So at the beginning, it was VHS tapes. Then we moved over to like video CDs, and then it became DVDs. And for most of the time that I was running that company, DVDs were the thing that we were shipping. We were shooting these live sporting events. And then every week, hundreds and hundreds of DVDs were being shipped around the world from our archives of events. And on a monthly basis, I was going down to this warehouse and buying these supplies. So I would buy the blank discs. I would buy the ink cartridges for the DVD label printers that we had. I would buy the plastic cases. And then we would assemble all these things in our office. But the supplies came from this vendor. And I would drive down to their warehouse. And every month, I would place a new order for another couple thousand uh, DVD cases and another few cartridges and another few thousand discs. And I would drive those boxes back to my dorm. And so one time I was placing this order and the guy at the warehouse, Wayne, he said, you know, Chris, you've been coming here month after month after month. Why don't you just place a bulk order? Why don't you buy a, a larger amount of these things? And I said, well, I don't have it extra money. <laughs> I can't I can't commit to a larger order. I'm not going to buy 10,000 at once. And he said, "Well, how many do you think you'll buy over the course of this year?" And so I added up all the events that we had on the schedule. I looked at last year and I thought about, "Okay, we're going to have 20 or 30,000 of these discs that we have to ship out over the course of the year." And he said, "Well, if you can commit to me that you're going to buy 25,000 in the year, I'll give you that price break." And every month when you come here to buy these supplies, I'll give you the price as if you're buying the 25000 but you can pay as you go. So that to me was a huge epiphany, a big moment that I realized I had this purchasing power. I was over the course of a year committing to all these supplies, my cost of goods sold, but I was able to shave my cost of goods sold by 30% by committing to an annual volume. So in your business, Think about, do you have suppliers? Do you have supplies, things that you're purchasing that you're purchasing on smaller intervals because you can only afford that? If so, talk to the vendors. Tell them that you'll commit to a larger amount if you can pay as you go. And that can be a huge lever for cutting down your cost of goods sold. Next simple suggestion here. Maybe it's so simple you haven't even thought to do it, but you could simply ask for discounts. So I wrote this article five years ago or something for a website called The Penny Hoarder. You can look it up. They have a lot of personal finance hacks. And the article that I wrote was about simply calling all of your vendors and asking for discounts. 
very politely saying, I've been a customer for this long. I saw you have this new sale going on for new customers. I saw you have this promotion. It costs business owners a lot less to invest in their existing customers than it does to go get new customers. So if you can figure out what are people investing for new customers, you can almost use that as a little bit of leverage to ask your vendors for discounts to keep you as a happy customer. So think about the services that you buy, the vendors that you have, the equipment that you purchase, anything that you're purchasing in your business, can you go and ask for slight discounts? Simple request, and for a few phone calls, maybe you end up saving yourself a few hundred or a few thousand dollars a month or a year, which definitely adds up. Next thing you can do. So in SaaS, in the software as a service, um, if you're familiar with Trainual, you know that we sell monthly and annual plans. At the beginning, we didn't sell annual plans. All we had was a monthly plan. And my thought was, you know, customers are not going to commit to annual plans. Now, fast forward a couple of years later, and sometimes more than half of our monthly sales are annual plans because there's a small discount baked in. Now, the benefit of an annual plan is instead of getting one month of cash, you're getting 10 months or 11 months of cash or whatever it is, depending on the discount that you give. So if you can collect all of that cash up front, it can have a world of difference for the business. There's another company I'm involved with, a part owner, and I'm on the board. It's called Design Pickle. And Design Pickle un uh, offers unlimited graphic design requests and creative requests for presentation graphics, motion graphics, um, regular production kind of graphics. And a few times a year, they would do these semi-annual sales where they would sell at a discount a six-month subscription or a 12-month subscription or even a three-month subscription. And those big sales became windfalls where they would collect payment up front. Now, on your balance sheet, that cash becomes deferred revenue. But for the simple cash argument, putting that cash in the bank really matters. It helps you to fund the expenses that you might have short term. And it buys you a little bit of time, even if that money is not going to come in over the next few months. So think about how can you collect prepayment? Now, if you are a service provider, maybe you have a, a, a upfront payment where you know people have to pay you 25% to your agency to kick off a project. Maybe that goes to 50%. Maybe instead of three installment payments across the course of a project together, there's only two installment payments. Or maybe you even require 100% upfront before you start the engagement. I started doing that with my consulting work. As I built up demand for the work that I was doing, I was able to create more favorable payment terms for me. Because if a client wanted to work with me, they would have to agree to the terms that I had. And so think about in your business, can you change payment terms? Do you have the demand to create more favorable payment terms? Now, of course, you could always raise your prices, but this point is this this uh, episode is less about your revenue and your pricing. Maybe we do a separate a separate episode for that. This is more about the, the the costs and collecting cash. And so, one more tip, something I've used in my business in the past, is switching back and forth between owning and renting gear. So when I had a bunch of equipment in my video company, we would justify owning that equipment because we would use it over such a, uh, so many number of events. 
And so the the decision between renting something versus owning something, it just makes more sense to own something when you're going to get a lot of use out of it. You can amortize the cost across all the different uses that you're going to have. But we had a seasonal business. It was very seasonal, kind of in line with the school year, whereas student athletes would have championships through the, the school months, we'd be very busy. And over the summer, not so much. And so I got onto this cycle where I would buy gear at the beginning of our busy season. I'd use it all through the season. And then as soon as our schedule started to sell down, I would sell that gear and recoup as much of the cost, as much of the, the value of that equipment that I could to put it back into cash. And then I would switch to renting during our slow season when it didn't make as much sense to own the gear. Now that made sense for me because we needed to upgrade our equipment all the time anyway. Video technology was changing so quickly. But I share this story with you in case there's equipment that you need to upgrade, that you know you'll need to upgrade. Can you strategically sell some of your existing equipment during a slower season and then purchase the new gear later when you're going to ramp back up? So these are just a couple ideas on how you might be able to negotiate with your vendors, get discounts, commit to larger supplies, change your payment terms, collect money up front, switch between owning and renting gear because cash is king, like I said at the beginning. And you should all be thinking about how you can maximize the cash flow in your business. Hey, thanks for listening to Organize Chaos. If you like this episode, be sure to subscribe or leave a review and share it with anyone in your network that you think could use the information. If you want to connect with me, you can find me on social at Chris Ronzio on all platforms, and you can find Trainual at Trainual, just like a training manual. We'll see you next time.